Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Guardians 2 has pumped it up to 11, or, you know, 818 million, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the- Our ramps go to 818 million. <laughs> That's several more than the normal dial. Um, Marvel's Marvel and Disney have kind of turned theirs up to 11, too. We'll talk about it. And uh, we have release dates and more for the upcoming Netflix series that everyone has been talking about. You seen Wonder Woman and y'all? I have not. I'm sorry. We'll have to talk about it a little bit. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll, and I am Jeff Randall. Welcome. Jeff Randall, how you doing tonight? Unprepared. Unprepared? Underprepared? Underprepared, okay. Well, we can can deal with underprepared. That's just normal. Yeah. That's Um, standard operating procedure around here. Yeah. Well, let's talk some some news, my friend. You want to talk some news? It's a news episode. Let's do this. I do feel like we'd be remiss without mentioning... the number one movie this week is number one movie this Wonder week Woman. is Wonder Woman, and, it's not, and that is awesome. It's not MCU news, but it's a uh, it's it's, it's good, comic, it's good book comic related. news. I saw this movie; it's great. I have not seen the movie. It has its flaws. I'm, it has its flaws. But I tell you what, the first half is like is as good as almost anything Marvel's ever done. It's really the really first good. Half. Okay, uh, it, it it has. I've heard a lot of people say this, so I'm not. This is not original thought. It has a lot of the Marvel pros and a lot of the Marvel cons. <laughs> it's like the, it's like, it's very it, it's structured similarly. It has it focuses on the on the hero, and they build a great Wonder Woman for the most part. But I do think they kind of whiffed it in the third act. But like it that that first act is so good that i uh, and and it really was emotional for me uh seeing um seeing a woman being portrayed so strong it really was yeah. like i i really legitimately felt like i i i teared up just like seeing the the amazonians and and, and the, the, the all the women of themiscira like they're so strong and it just really did make me excited for feminism <laughs> purposes i was i really thought it was it was great to see them portray women so strong and uh and and they they start the way they start the movie i won't won't get into any spoilers but the way they start the movie uh made me so endeared to diana that i just i went with her the rest of the way (laughs) i gotcha that was really really great my my original or my, my i guess my knee jerk response to like we haven't seen a strong woman is yes we have jessica jones um but the thing I again haven't seen Wonder Woman, so full disclosure on this. But my thought is, with Wonder Woman, we have a female hero who is strong, but doesn't need to have been hurt to be strong. That's true, and, and that's that's a, that's a big deal because that's the thing about Jessica Jones is yes, she's a very strong, but also full of weaknesses. Yeah, and Wonder Woman, honestly, with this Wonder Woman movie, and this again, I'm not saying anything original because. This has been talked about on a lots of podcasts I've listened to, but like they did with Wonder Woman what they should have done with Superman. They made her like the beacon of hope, the beacon of light, right. like this right. otherworldly sort of cr- other, not worldly, but other. She came from. She's not human. <laughs> she ain't from around she, here. She ain't human, but she uh, descends from the gods, and she is like 
she's what the DC superheroes are supposed to be, I guess. Like, they're supposed to be this... The icons. The icons. And she is that. And she does it kind of unapologetically. Uh, and it's 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 great to see. It's what they, what they should have done with Man of Steel. And I, I don't want to get too negative. We'll talk about our negative talk later. But um, <laughs> uh, I just think it's the best thing DC's done, in my opinion. Uh, by by a mile. I'm really happy that DC has a fantastic movie. Yeah, like a movie so highly reviewed. Because if you look at the DCEU on say you know on the the aggregate Rotten Tomatoes, you've got like Wonder Woman at ninety. I think it's at ninety three percent, mid to high nineties, and then everything else is like thirty five or below, <sighs> and just it's <laughs> uh, sad. Yeah, and I think it's going to make a lot of money too because it's it's great to watch. It's a fun movie to watch. Like the trailers look fun. Movies do better if you enjoy the experience of watching them. Movies make more money, right? And right. I think that's what thing Marvel like. And I, and I respect DC for trying to make these movies with deeper points, but so often they're so dour they're just not fun to watch. And you've got to have a balance of like making make your point, but also make it watchable. And and Wonder <laughs> Woman did did that, and I, I think it's great. You know, Travis Jones on uh, the Blazing Defender report in the GSTU, um, he mentioned something similar, like uh, when he was talking about Logan versus Guardians. Like Logan is a better movie, is what they were saying. Mm-hmm. He and his friend, he's saying that Logan is a better movie. It's like but more you have high to be art. in a you have to be in a very specific kind of mood and ready to watch Logan. Like absolutely, Logan will take it out of you. Yeah, but Guardians is just fun to watch over and over again. Yeah, and that's that's and honestly, that drives box office. And I'm glad they made Logan, and I'm glad they make all kinds of darker movies that uh, deal with deeper things. And I want them to continue doing that at DC. Uh, but you've also got to introduce your characters in a way that makes me care about them and it, make them fun to watch and then take them through those dark moments of the soul, you know? Um, and I, and I think <laughs> some of that... Make me care about them before you drag them through the mud. I wouldn't mind doing a short spoiler Wonder Woman talk once you've seen it because... I, I want to see it. I do have things... <laughs> I say, like I say, once you've seen it, because I do have things to say about it, uh, but... It's too bad we couldn't be on the Breaking the Panel this, this past week. Yeah, that is a bummer. I uh, um, I wanted I wanted to be on it, but I uh, it's it's a matter of I just bought a house and yeah, man. We know you're like, busy. We know the, the cast knows you're busy because we have we there could be we first time get one out here. last week, which is, 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 <laughs> I'm is, sorry. That's all good, man. It's all good. No. Um, we'll, 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 we're we're back. We're back. We're back in full strength. We're still doing it, <laughs> we're and we're doing more than one a week. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So in Marvel news. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has passed the $800 million mark, Woo. has gotten up to $818 million as of today's recording, um, today being Wednesday. And, um, you know, honestly, with the strength of Wonder Woman and the weakness of The Mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean, I, I think Wonder Woman is going to continue to take money or take the the potential rewatches away from Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's it's petering out about like I expected, but it had a very good run. And I'm so happy that Guardians 2 did as well as it has. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. It's it's a great movie and I'm really uh we have some feedback on it later I think, but I hope it continues to make money, and I, I think it petered out this week partially because I think Wonder Woman is taking a lot of the same audience away, <laughs> uh, but I think there's possibility for a little bit more resurgence of that, too. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Guardians Two is as rewatchable as Guardians One. No, I think the um, the heavy themes in the third act really uh, bring down the the rewatchable popcorn quality to it. The hmm. um, the heartache that is caused. We'll That's say that true. Much. Once we. <laughs> In Guardians One, there's just no like even the final battle sequence is like just a lot of fun. just jokes like there's just lots of jokes. It's so much fun. Uh, so yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Well, Guardians has done enough um, to I guess to to teeter the Disney train over into Marvel territory. Um, there's a ride in Disneyland that used to be the Tower of Terror. That is now actually Mission Breakout. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It's the same general uh, Tower of Terror ride, right. but Rocket is trying to break out his his uh, Guardians of the Galaxy friends from the Collector's Collection. Hmm. And uh, in that, like, b- leading up to that ride, there's a couple of like artifacts of the MCU kind of uh, one of them is Beta Ray Bill's hammer which is odd because Beta Ray Bill hasn't right. been featured at all and then there's a uh, a relic from Atlantis which the Submariner mm. Namor has not been shown at all no yeah but my favorite thing that they have in that area is there is a Groot head shaped bread <laughs> that they're serving on carts <laughs> And it is adorable because it it like it, you look at it and you're like this has got to be a Pinterest fail or something like no it's <laughs> legit it's from Disney it's in the parks and it looks delicious it does look really great <laughs> that looks awesome and I like that I like that the eyes are just eye holes so that you can hold it up to your face and be Groot and say I am Groot are they no they don't look like eye holes are they not no I think they're like raisins. Weird. Or something, because because yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and you can't see through it in any of the pictures. They're like raisins. Wow, or the angle that I had made it look like holes. Yeah, I thought that was holes too at first, but nope, it's like <laughs> apricots or raisins or something. I can't really apricots tell. Apricots are I don't know oranges yellow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if you look at that one, um, the like the chives and everything on his head look kind of <laughs> like the uh, the Teen Groot hair. Yeah, that's if awesome. you recall. Oh, I didn't, no, I don't recall. That's awesome. Yeah, he had that, like, emo sweep hair. <laughs> I love that there's a Teen Groot now. <laughs> Even if that's all we ever get of Teen Groot, it's pretty good. Yep, yep. So, um, that's really that's really the only other uh, Marvel movie-related news, if you want to call it that. Um, but one of the... Uh, moving on to the next one, one of the, the directors of one of the episodes of the Punisher series... Uh, Dierbla, I think it's Dierbla Walsh, um, or it might be Diarbla Walsh. Anyway, Walsh <laughs> has said that um, in an interview, he kind of let slip that one of the things that he's directed, which is the episodes of The Punisher, come out in November. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was just he was talking in the interview about like oh, I directed this thing. And then I directed these, you know, the Punisher episode or whatever. And uh, but that's not coming out until November. And then kept on going. And Marvel hasn't commented, but he let that slip. So that's, man, November's going to be busy, right? It is because that's also when Thor Ragnarok comes out. Yeah, and, and also the Justice League. Oh wow! Yeah, <sighs> man, is Marvel? How hard is Marvel counter programming? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. 
<laughs> That's pretty crazy. So the way that the way that I'm looking at it uh, is Thor Ragnarok is going to be the first week of November. That's you know it's always been that way, and then uh, November I think it's seventeenth is when. Um, it's when Justice, Justice League, League comes out, which will be two weeks after Thor Ragnarok comes out. Right. Then the next weekend is Black Friday, which I'm pretty sure is going to be when they release The Punisher. I'm not sure. If they release it in Because November. in the past, they've actually released uh, the Netflix series the week before big DC movies, too. They've done that a couple of times. Um, well, they also released it the week after. I think they did that on... Wow, they did that on Daredevil season two. That's that's possible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't remember. I just remember them releasing uh, one of them like right before a movie came out, and I was like, they're legit trying to get us to stay home and watch this uh, Netflix show <laughs> rather than go see Justice League. I mean, they could. They they might drop it November 10th, which I mean, that seems like a reasonable time frame. Yeah, but although it, that could make people stay home and not go see Thor Ragnarok too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's something they don't they want to happen. They could just drop it directly against uh, Justice League as well. Yeah, I I don't see them doing that though. I don't see them dropping it the the weekend of a Justice League movie because they want people to stay home and watch the Netflix stuff, and they know that with a Justice League movie coming out, it people are not going to stay home. Like it's going to happen. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna have everybody going out. So, I'll be there. Uh, the weekends where people are going to be staying home, though, like, you know, you've got all the people who are off for Black Friday, don't want to go out and do anything because, you know, the crowds are crazy. They want to catch all those people at home. Like, oh, you're taking a long weekend. Why don't you just, uh, why don't you watch The Punisher? Mm-hmm. Think about all the people that you want to punish. Speaking of all this there. Netflix scheduling, we also, I also heard today um, that they're, they're, they've announced they're going to release three Netflix series, three Netflix seasons in 2018, which is big news. Yeah, it is. Uh, Luke Cage actually just started filming today. Yeah, so Luke Cage season two, Jessica Jones season two, and Daredevil season three will all be dropping in 2018. I think. That's I think. Great. God, that's crazy. I think it's going to be Jessica Jones first because they've already been filming Jessica Jones. Yeah, that's pretty likely. Um, Luke Cage is going to come next, and then Daredevil is going to come after that because Daredevil hasn't started filming yet. And like we've already got set photos and everything from Jessica Jones season two, and it looks like um, looks like Nuke is going to be the big guy there, or at least in the beginning. Huh. I wonder if we'll really get to see. I don't know. Uh, I, I wonder what Jessica Jones is going to be like without the Purple Man. Just going to be a totally different show. I feel like. <laughs> Who is Jessica Jones without Kilgrave? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting question, and I'm sure it's kind of a question she'll have to answer. Like, uh, yeah, kind of like I, I've had this mission, this thing driving me and pushing me all this time. Like, who am I now? Yep, yep, yep. What am I doing now? What, what do I do now? Well, we'll get to see a little bit of that in the Defenders in two months. That's crazy. We're a month away from Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man comes out in a month. Yeah, that's awesome. And two months away from Defenders. Those are just two things I've been waiting on for for, for years. Years and, and years. We heard about all this stuff, you know, years and years ago it's been announced and we've just been talking about it and waiting on it and geeking out and it's finally so close. Yeah, we, we'll actually, we're finally getting to the point of like, we... Talked about the announcement on the podcast, and then we're getting to see it yeah. on the podcast. Well, so we, we talking get, like, about the announcement. announced to we, release. We talked about 
Spider-Man coming to Marvel like long before the announcement, you know, like yeah, like things we wanted, and then they announced it, and we got it, and now we're actually getting it. It's coming next week. Yeah, sorry, next month. That's crazy. Not next week. Exciting. That'd be crazy. Um, so uh, another thing that we're getting that uh, that a lot of people have looked forward to is New Warriors. New Warriors got announced in April, right? And. New Warriors is coming up later, I think it's next year is when they're they're aiming for it, but it's ordered straight to season, so we're just going to get a season of it. That's great. And apparently, according to Atlanta Filming, it's going to be filming in Atlanta. That's awesome. In Atlanta, Georgia. That's close to us. Yeah, on their Twitter stream, they posted that uh, Marvel's New Warriors is uh, has secured a filming location, <laughs> and it starts with A, and it ends with A, and it has another A in it. <laughs> and I was like, that's Atlanta. And also, you are Atlanta filming, so I kind of assume that it's Atlanta. That's funny. So, yeah, that's that's a thing that uh, that is, is coming to Atlanta, because they're, like, they're filming a lot of stuff in Atlanta. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Pinewood Studios. War, yeah, whatever. Pinewood Studios is where uh, Infinity War was filmed, and Civil War got stuff filmed there, and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming got filmed there, and... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy got filmed there. Actually, while they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 there, um, Stan Lee's cameo was filmed for Doctor Strange in that same area, and James Gunn is the one that filmed his cameo That's and funny. ran between the two sound stages. Like <laughs> while he was working with Zoe Saldana doing stunts, he was he was doing that and then would run over to help do the cameo shooting for Stan Lee. That's awesome. And apparently there were like a bunch of cuts that they didn't use. Stan Lee just saying random shit. <laughs> One day we'll get like some sort of super cut of just outtakes Stanley saying crazy <laughs> shit. Stan- Stanley said in a uh, in a panel recently that he he wanted to he wanted to get to a point to where he was doing two cameos in a movie, like two or three scenes, because <laughs> he was like, my best one so far has been the Avengers two Age of Ultron, and it's because he's like I. I get into the drinking contest with Thor, and then you don't see me again until I get carried off saying Excelsior. <laughs> and so that's like having two scenes, right? Yeah. He's like, I want to get to having three, and then four, and then I want a co-star. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know yes, if you're young enough. That's not a, that's not a cameo anymore, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and he he's got um he's got two scenes in Guardians too as well. So yeah, he does. He's he's solidified his two scene cameo position. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I wonder if he's actually like. I don't. I wonder if I, how much that's a joke and how much he's actually aiming for getting two scenes. It's <laughs> real funny. Well, it, man, it uh, might be a partial joke. Yeah, that's uh, that's all our that's all our news. I think. Yeah, uh, let's yeah. dig into some feedback. What is everybody saying out there about uh, these last few weeks and all the stuff going on? They're saying stuff and things. Yeah, and they words. are. We got a lot of feedback tonight. Let's see. Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, would love it if Thanos screwed up like he did in the comics and Nebula got her hands on the gauntlet for a while. Also, a great ending for Steve Rogers would be if his serum was taken out of his body and he ages but doesn't die. I think that happened in uh, uh, recent comics, actually. When, yeah. Right about the time when Falcon took over as being Captain America, he, uh, he got aged. Because he lost the serum. Yeah, I think that would be. I think that'd be a really cool uh, way to bring him in, and not have him. <laughs> the biggest thing, um, yeah, Chris Evans do you... doesn't want to do anymore is stay in shape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
it, it, like it really does sound like just let him have that beer gut. Come it's on, it's hard on your body, and it's like to stay in that kind of shape is just it's just hard on him, uh, and it's just hard, such hard work. Uh, yeah, but he gets paid so much money. Oh to yeah, do absolutely. All that hard work, but that, he doesn't want to do it anymore, and that's one of the reasons he's talked about not being Captain America anymore. If they could like just do the give him the old age treatment, the old age CGI treatment, <laughs> <laughs> just Peggy Carter in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that. That would be a, a solid way to end the the Steve Rogers arc, I guess. Is not necessarily to kill him. So you know, you leave that avenue open if you want to like reinject the serum into him and give it, give him that back, or you know, undo that reality or whatever. Yeah. So it could work. It could work. I could see it. What do you think about Nebula getting a hold of the gauntlet? Nebula getting a hold of the gauntlet would be weird. Um, I think so too. It's what happened although, in the comics, though. I'm more excited about that now than I am Thanos having the gauntlet. <laughs> and, and, and the re- the reason being, I just know Nebula better than I know Thanos. Thanos is this like random threat, but like she's such a, a wild card right now. Yep. That her having the gauntlet would be uh, da- just as dangerous as Thanos, probably. Uh, well, you also but a little more. You also get to see her strife in like, should I? Remove Gamora from existence. Right. Should I do that? <laughs> well, I think we've resolved that in Guardians 2, but it's still like, she's just, she just uh, she's a good character. I really like her as a, uh, she has a lot going on in her in her uh, character. Yeah. yeah. Which would make her interesting to have the gauntlet. But I think, I'm hoping that Thanos will get there before we, before the Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, Sherman Smith also said to his own Facebook, I like the fact that we get a little bit of what happened to Black Widow from the Peggy Carter series. The Black Widow program probably hadn't changed much between Peggy's time and the time Natasha went through it. That is definitely possible. We've definitely theorized about that a lot. I think we were talking about her wanting some backstory on, on Black yeah, Widow. Yeah, like wanting a Black Widow movie. Is what sure. We saying. Like a Black Widow movie or a Black Widow and Hawkeye movie, something like that. And it, it is great that they filled in some... Filled in some things, but the, some of that is supposition too. We still don't know for sure. Yeah, it hasn't that's been exactly like, what happened. It hasn't been outright confirmed, right? Like it would be. I, we talked about it, but we, it would have been awesome if they just had like a, uh, like a, a, some handcuffs on her bed or whatever. And in, 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 in Avengers, <laughs> of course, that would have been look, just seemed like people who didn't know it was a reference would have just thought it was just dirty. <laughs> She's just she's just way out in the open with that, huh? Like who on the set put that on there? <laughs> what kind of joke is that? Was that RDJ? <laughs> uh, you know that reminds me. Um, there was a video put out of a little clip that came from Spider Man Homecoming where they make an alibi video for Aunt May, saying that uh, like it was Tony and Peter in a car and they're recording on Peter's phone and oh, they're just gotcha. like, "Hey, Aunt May." Um, and like, it's mostly just RDJ talking and and just being crazy with it. But he starts off with like, "Hey May, wh- how you doing? Wh- what are you wearing? That's something skippy, I hope." And then he he stops and snickers and he's like, "That's inappropriate. Let's uh, let's edit that out. You can edit that out." <laughs> he's like, "Hey May, you're not gonna believe how great your nephew did at the." Stark internship retreat this past weekend. <laughs> And I'm assuming that's that's for um, you know covering his civil war time. yeah covering his civil war time yeah um, I love I do love that it looks like we're gonna get it butted right up against civil war that's really yeah. cool I like that they're gonna fill in those gaps because like we were asking when civil war came out like 
what did he tell May? Like, you took a kid, you took a minor to Germany (laughs) on a whim. Like, and that's just supposed to be okay? I wonder if he had to fly on the outside of the plane to get through customs. (laughs) Yes. No, you know Robert Downey Jr. I'm sorry. You know Tony Stark has his own plane? Also, Robert Downey Jr. probably has his own plane. Uh, Yeah, probably. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He at least gets to ride on private jets a lot. He probably does. Probably just a thing for him. It's <laughs> like right. renting an Uber for him. Right. He's just like, he's got the Uber plane app. Yeah. Just uh, some random pilot shows up, just like parks, touches down there, and he's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> he just rides in helicopters wherever it feels like. Absolutely. Let's <laughs> see. So, yeah, next up, Robert T. Frost said to us on Facebook, congratulations to Nathaniel Muzzy on his inaugural debut to the MCU podcast. I very much enjoyed listening to your opinions, insight, and knowledge of the Marvel comics. I believe you are the third corner of a triangle we didn't know we were missing. I look forward to your next guest appearance, and if it turns out to be a more permanent situation, then so much the better for all of us. Yay! We really liked having Nate on as well. We even tried to get him for our cast that's coming out tomorrow, uh, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. Uh, We're going to finish our State of the MCU tomorrow, and so... uh, Unfortunately, Nate could not join us to finish that. But yeah, he's he was great, right? Yeah, it was great. Although I will say, having two uh, huge Marvel fans in the room talking about Marvel, we go a certain amount of time, and it's already pretty long. <laughs> With the three of us, we would not shut up. There's like, no one to rein us in. We we thought we were going to make it so much further in the state of the MCU talk, uh, and we got to the end of the movies, and we were like. No way. We're just there's no like, way we guys, can do it. Guys, we've anymore. been talking for four hours. Yeah, Let's was, stop. Yeah, we 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 went and went and went, which was awesome. Uh, it's great to have. Uh, it was new, fun. New, new insights, new talk, new stuff to talk about. It was really cool. It was fun. It was just not uh, not timely. <laughs> and we got a lot more of great feedback uh, toward Nate. We got here. Uh, Jeffrey James says, "What can I say other than more Nate, please? Those two casts were epic." Uh, he is right. They were epic, as we just discussed. Um, <laughs> they were like epic, as in like epic Epically, storytelling, epi- <laughs> like Homer. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like epic, the Iliad. Like, epic, like Il- the Iliad. <laughs> 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 uh, Brian Keegan says, That's "Loving fair. the podcast lately, guys. Nate is a fantastic addition. That's awesome. Uh, yeah." Well, we're really excited about that everybody liked Nate so much. We're we're gonna have to have him back on, and everyone also really liked Alyssa the time she was on. So we'll have to have her back. Uh, we and and you know, if anybody else out there is just really uh, wanting to get on the cast for whatever reason, let us know. We if anybody liked Keith, you know, we'll bring yeah. him back. Keith. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it was really. I, just, I find been, it funny. You remember when we had Seth Everett on here? Everybody was yeah. like, "Oh my God, you guys got to talk to him again." Yeah, for sure. And we haven't even like talked on twitter at all yeah we need to we should really get more involved in the podcasting community should we <laughs> for sure it would really uh probably I, spread our podcast a little more but you we, know what we have such I, a hard time keeping up with just recording podcasts that we don't get to do much of that i feel like we should move our recording to a bar <laughs> we should we should set up mics in a bar so it actually sounds like we're just sitting in a bar talking with our friends. I mean, I can clank me some glasses and drink me some beer. <laughs> I don't mind at all. Do you want a, you want a Bud Light? No, I've got some shitty beer in the fridge. 
shitty why are you gonna offer a shitty beer that's that's all i got shitty i i end up with a lot of shitty beer in my fridge because all the weddings i play they end up just like hey we've got like four cases of bud light do you does the band want them and the band's always like yes of course we want free alcohol (laughs) and then i don't drink much when i don't have friends over i drink i'm very much a social drinker so whenever uh it just sits in my fridge i just end up with like lots of bud light in my fridge all the time gross um hopefully bud light's not sponsoring us because i just said the beer shitty like a bunch of times um <laughs> the, i don't know if they were the, the ad at they, the end bud light <laughs> if they if they weren't or if they were sponsoring us before they are not now bud light we used to use those frogs i don't know i don't know what their slogan is uh, bud wise Urgh. All right, that's really old. Jeffrey James said to us on oh, Facebook. Thanos, Thanos on Twitter oh, also said, on. MCU cast, big up to Nate Muzzy for his contribution to the cast. Made the best podcast even better. Thank you, Thanos. The best? Uh, that's, that's super sweet of you to say about our cast, and even sweeter to say about Nate Muzzy. Thank you very much. Uh, we're the best podcast, apparently, Jeff. Cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to take that at face value. <laughs> I'm just, just going to assume that it. literally everyone else thinks that. Yeah. I'm going to start wearing my I Do the Best Podcast t-shirts. You had those made already? Number one podcast right here. I thought we were going to wait to make those. Nope. I, well, I was, but that, uh, but Thanos just told me it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he and he, he know, went ahead and pulled the trigger. In Thanos we trust <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Thanos and Hydra. Oh, uh, hail Thanos. <laughs> Cut off one Infinity Gem, two more will take its place. <laughs> oh, that would be awful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, In one of the most recent casts, you noted that it's a mistake to try to cram too many villains into a Spider-Man movie. I'd say that there's a general rule here, which is not to cram too many characters into a single movie. Just characters in general he's talking about. Relative to this, the more I hear about the number of characters that are going to be in Infinity War, the more worried I become that it might turn out to be a hot mess. One of the reasons that Avengers 2 didn't work, in my humble opinion, or honest, IMHO, was that there were just too many characters crammed into a single movie. There were almost too many characters in Avengers 1. The fact that that Infinity Wars is going to be all cosmic makes me even more worried. To me, the whole Infinity Gem MacGuffin sounds, well, a little silly. Like a cosmic game of Pokemon, collect them all while I'll no doubt enjoy the cameos. They could make the film seem overcrowded. There's also the problem of tone. I really don't think that Rocket, or Howard the Duck for that matter, belong (laughs) in the same world as Captain America and Phil Coulson. I realize that the MCU is supposed to be one universe, but that's like combining slapstick and opera. I'd love to be wrong about this, but I'm getting a sinking feeling that maybe the best years of the MCU are coming to a close. Let me just say about slapstick and opera. (laughs) (laughs) You've Uh, never watched Slopra? (laughs) I feel like that's like a a type of porn. (laughs) Is that the porn opera? (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, slapstick and opera uh, feels a little more to me like exactly what Guardians is. Um, I think you literally have opera playing when Ronan is like getting all makeuped up before he crushes that guy's head when he's first introduced. Yeah, like he is he is the way he speaks and the way he is an opera character and he works perfectly 
with uh, with 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 Chris Pratt. You it's know, true. Like, it's great. I don't mind if you do it right. Well, it's because there's so much character disparity between them that that makes that work. Right. Like, they can be that great on screen together because they're so different. And I they, agree. It's like James Gunn celebrates those differences. Yeah, I, I, I really I saw James Gunn and I got in line to try to ask him a question because I wanted to ask him like how do you balance that? Because it, it can seem silly, just like Jeffrey is saying here. It could be completely and utterly ridiculous to have um, those two things side by side, but it, they worked. They worked so well. And, and as for too many characters, the, what, what movie has the most characters of the MCU so far? Civil War. That is correct. That movie is great. And the reason is, if you're going to do a lot of characters... You have to choose who to focus on. Everyone had a moment in Civil War. Everyone had a great little thing they could do. And then a lot of them even had good character development, but very slight character development throughout that movie. But more more than anything, it was a Captain America movie. It's a, it, well, a Captain America and a Tony and Tony Stark as a antagonist for Captain America and that 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 drove the movie. So as long as they choose who this movie's about, Infinity War can't be about the entire team. It has to be about... I mean, it can be, but it's also got to have focus. It's got to have a character who's going to be the the heart of the film. And it will be a problem if they don't choose that. If they don't really make a choice about, like, this this is going to focus on Captain America. And I honestly think it probably will be Captain America and Tony Stark again. I think it's going to be Thanos. That too, as I mean, as the antagonist, I think they've. No, I think it's going to focus on Thanos as the main character of the movie. That would be really interesting, and a really interesting choice for Marvel because they've never, they've never focused on a villain and barely enough to 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 flesh one out. Uh, <laughs> well, the the few times that they have focused on a villain enough to flesh one out very well have done extremely well. Sure, absolutely, Loki and. Um, and Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. And Kilgrave. And Kil- and Kilgrave. All of those come to mind as, like, amazing villains that Marvel has done. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, they've, they've done such a thing with this entire series where they focus on the heroes. Yeah. And I do think they've got to at least focus some on Thanos to make this, this work. Well, the the thing is, we know everything about the rest of the characters, or well, we we know well, a ton about the rest of the characters. We know sure. a ton about these heroes already, but we don't know anything about Thanos. You've got to tell us about Thanos to show us why a we would care about what he does, and b why he's such a threat. Like yeah. why we would care in either direction. You know, I agree with you. I agree with you that we need to see a lot from Thanos, but I also think they're going to have to choose. Choose. Someone to have a hero's journey. Choose the form of your destructor. Some someone in this someone in this movie has to have the main arc of the film. Someone has to carry that on their back, or two characters. I actually think it might be a still be Tony and I think Cap. it's mostly going to be Tony if we're talking heroes. I mean, it's been said that Thanos is the main focus of Infinity War. Like he's the main. Well, he's the main main villain. Or he's the main story person, is what they they've been saying in interviews, and I think it's mostly just that like the story that they're telling is Thanos, and then our heroes show up to be heroes. We already know why they're heroes and how they're heroes and all that. <clears throat> yeah, I just I just think they're they're if if the movie's going to be good, 
and going to be fun to watch. They're going to focus on a hero, probably. Yeah. And they're going to choose from this plethora of heroes someone to be the main driving force behind the film. And I don't think that's Thanos. I think I think there's going to have to be someone in the team that is also... If, if, otherwise, you're, even though we care about them already, this movie needs to stand on its own and make us care about these characters. I think it's going to be Tony, just because like it's his vision. That's, I think it's going to be getting... Tony and Cap, because I think Tony and Cap have been ripped apart right now. Yeah. And I think it's going to be about that relationship healing and them coming together to fight Thanos. Like I think that's going to be what the... That's the triangle of the movie. It's Tony and Cap on one side trying to do their best, but alone they can't stop Thanos. And together they can rally the troops and stop Thanos. I think that's... Some structure like that could work. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the chief focus, though, emotionally and... Um and and as far as like character growth is gonna lay on Tony's shoulders because it's it's Tony's vision that is coming true with Thanos coming sure. to Earth and it's that's it's true. what he's been fighting this whole time and and and, his, and he's the one that needs his to, fear if if you're looking at the relationship Tony and Cap uh, from Civil War uh, who has to come to the other one for this to work uh, it's not gonna be. Cap is not going to go to Tony. Yeah, Cap has already said, Cap call is, me and I'll be there. Cap is Cap is standing, just like in this this quote. We actually had somebody send in the quote this week. Uh, Compromise where you can and where you can't. Don't. Even if everyone else is telling you something wrong is right. Even if the whole world is telling you to move, it is your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look at them in the eye and say, no, you move. I love that. That is yeah. that's actually Captain America's quote. To Peter Parker from the comics, I know, and I know. it's it's con- or it's uh, condensed a little bit for for the movie, but I just I, it's so inspiring every time I hear it. Yeah, it's great. It's a great. It's great. It's classic your duty to stand by the river to plant yourself like a tree by the river of truth and say no, you move. Mm, God, I like it. So I, I think that <sighs> I'm I think chills. <laughs> I definitely agree with you that I think Cat uh, Tony has the most to grow. To make that relationship work again. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think that, that you're right about that. I mean, we already got Cap sending him the phone and saying, you know, call me and I'll be there. Anytime you call, I'll be there. Uh, Jeffrey James continued saying, one more comment. Jeff or Matt said, I really want to see Doctor Strange up against Tony Stark in his Iron Man costume. Did you forget the Strange Tales comic I sent you? Voltorg might as well be Iron Man. <laughs> oh, you know, I've tried to forget that comic that you sent us. It was so bad. Oh, I don't think it was that bad. It was great. Uh, but uh, but it's definitely old school. It was great in a bad way. <laughs> But uh, I'm sorry, Voltorg is no Tony Stark. That's true. As he doesn't have that charisma. He does have the suit, but he's no Tony Stark. He's, it's the charisma with Tony Stark yeah. that you, that you really just, love. I want to see Tony Stark reacting to magic. That's really what I want to. <laughs> I want to experience, and I'm loving that we're going to get it. We're going to get Tony Stark reacting to magic. That's it's, happening next year, Matt. It's going to be great. They're filming that right now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Matthew Ryan Cronin said to us on Facebook, I know you guys aren't sports fans, but they aired a new TV spot during the NBA Finals. Wouldn't watch it if you don't want some spoilers. Accidentally watched it live and feel like it filled in a few puzzle pieces. Watch at your own risk. Thank you, Matthew. I will not be watching it. I'm sure Jeff will. I have not, actually. I've not watched it yet. I've <clears> not. <throat> it's a sports thing, and I just really don't go out of my way to watch sports things. Well, and... I, I think he just means the spot is... No, I know, but it's related to a sports thing, <laughs> so, like, it's hard for me. 
Uh, by the way, it was Nathan uh, Wobbly Boots eighty five who who sent in that Peggy Carter quote from the movie. He said, "This right here is why Cap his moral compass. This is why Cap and his moral compass will never change. This will be burned into his mind forever." Which goes with everything we've been saying. And so next up, Roland Saint Laurent, I, I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, said on our blog, "Hey guys, period." Been going through the podcast from the beginning and have been enjoying it a lot. I did have a gripe about something that's been mentioned around five times now. I'm on Agent Carter Season 2, Episode 2 review. I forget who, but one of you has said that Clerks 2 permanently ruined the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Sorry, this is Pretty me. Sure that was you, It was Jeff. totally me. Um, he said, permanently ruined the Lord of the Rings for you because <laughs> Randall says that it was just three films about people walking. It's kind of ridiculous to say that such a bad argument ruined your enjoyment of a great film series, and it mostly suggests that you never liked it in the first place. It would be like saying that The Dark Knight was ruined for you when someone said that the entire movie is a billionaire searching for and beating up a deranged hobo. I have no problem <laughs> I have no problem with anyone liking or disliking a film, but the argument in Clerks 2 is probably one of the worst I've heard for knocking a film series. Since any film can be reduced to such a level and be rendered equally pointless. I mean, wasn't Civil War just people punching each other until one side won? I wanted to wait until I caught up with the current episode, but like I said, this is about the fifth time I've heard this argument, and I had to comment on it. <laughs> Keep up the great work. P.S. Iron Man 3 is one of the best MCU films. Yes! Okay, so the entire argument before that is just completely erased from being anywhere near true because of the P.S., <laughs> Uh, I, no, the, I'm with Roland there. Uh, the, the Lord of the Rings thing is mostly me being goofy. It made me stop and go, huh, it was just people walking. So it's it's not that I can't watch it anymore. It's that I can't watch it without thinking about that. I still enjoy it. Like, it came on recently on, on TV in um, uh, the Cuban restaurant that we were going to. And I was like, ooh. It's the Two Towers, because I knew exactly that it was the Two Towers, because I'd seen the movie a zillion times whenever it first came out, and I was like, I know exactly this part, I know all the lines right here, and then next up on, because we were right at the end of it, next up on the channel came Return of the King, and I was like, I might sit here for three hours, and I was like, I don't need to camp though, because we have other things to do, but... I still know all these lines and I'm still going to recite them as they play the movie. So like I am a huge fan of Lord of the Rings, but clerks two was really funny and provided a really funny, silly argument from Randall and Randall Graves is one of my favorite characters in anything. Mine too. And that's really all that is. It's just me being silly. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think you're, you're just joking in that. In mo- mostly, I think that, most uh, of the time Randall when I say Graves, anything, Randall Graves is one of my favorite characters to watch, but one should not believe pretty much anything he says. Oh yeah, take nothing that he says at face value. <laughs> yeah. So any any anything if you ever hear Randall Graves say something and you're like, you know, that's a thoughtful <laughs> argument. <laughs> it's not. You should you it's should not, rethink though. yourself. It's not. It's Re- <laughs> rethink all your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyway, um uh, let's see, Richard Barrett said to us on our blog, the problem with Spider-Man is that his movie rights are at Sony because Sony is desperate to wash the taste of the amazing Spider-Man films out of the mouth of the public. That is why they are showing so much of the film. I'm with Matt. I will watch trailer one and then I will abstain from anything else leading up to the film, which is not easy. It's true, especially if you're a sports fan and watched NBA Finals. Yeah. That's how you say it, right? NBA Finals? <laughs> I think you're right. Okay. 
I was worried. Yeah, I'm to- totally with him. I'm with him being with me. Uh, <laughs> I'll stand by him because he won't leave. <laughs> I'm, I'll stand by him because that's just right here. <laughs> I don't have to move. Stand here together. <laughs> yes, um, let's stand here together. I like it. Because I'm not moving. <laughs> uh, let's see. Juan Pibernus said on our blog, hi, guys. Period. A lot of people are just saying hi, guys, is their first sentence. So, hi. Hey, Juan. Love you. Uh, I was watching. Gar- Sorry, I was watching Guardians Volume Two when it dawned on me. Guardians, especially Volume Two, is what Suicide Squad was trying to be. The Guardians are unabashed killers, thieves, and assassins. Just hear the conversation where Gamora is talking Star- to Star Lord. I'm sorry, talking Star Lord into going with Ego. She casually tells Star Lord something to the effect of, "If he turns out to be bad, we just kill him." The Guardians are bad people, delightful bad people. That's what Suicide Squad was supposed to be. Yeah, um, hmm. They are definitely in a moral gray area often. <laughs> there's a little gray but area. There's a difference, though, in that he said, if he turns out to be bad, we'll kill him. Whereas the people in Suicide Squad are, let's kill. <laughs> let's kill like, them. Let's kill them, and the only reason we're not is because we have bombs in our heads. All right, like, let's... They're delightful to watch, but the point of a suicide squad is supposed to be they're actually bad people and i don't think the guardians are bad people i think they're uh they have they their moral compasses are not as clean as captain america's i'd call them like chaotic neutral hmm i'd actually call them probably chaotic good really yeah because they're still they they don't kill indiscriminately they kill bad people who are trying to kill them most of the time yeah but they steal from people that pay them that's true that's true well rocket does <laughs> okay so rocket okay, is so chaotic neutral. chaotic neutral and everybody else is kind of like chaotic ish new- uh, i they still, still call them chaotic neutral they, i would say i would say they're all chaotic good because they all are they, they're the guardians of the galaxy because they save the galaxy because they all chose to work together to save the galaxy and they do it again in this one the only person who's talking about getting paid for it is is, is rocket <laughs> every time they're like oh we could double our prices if we're two times galaxy savers that's really what you're thinking about right now <laughs> uh, i would say uh Maybe Rocket's a bad person. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. The whole point of the Guardians in the Guardians Guide, too, is he, he is kind of a bad person, but he's doing it to push people away because he has a hard time dealing with relationships, you know? I don't think he's actually a bad person. Um, and I think that's the difference between a Suicide Squad. I think a, a, a Suicide Squad, I do think those characters were kind of, like, delightfully... Uh, whatever, sort of just sort of bad, misunderstood people. Um, I think they were capitalizing on the fact that DC has better villains. More than anything. Yeah, but they... They were trying to capitalize on that because DC does, in fact, have better villains. Better, more compelling villains. Like, DC has the best villains. Marvel has the best heroes. And Marvel's best villains are heroes. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's kind of how it always has been. It's true. But I just think that... I don't, I don't even know if that's true of Suicide Squad, though, because I don't think that... Uh, I mean, besides Harley Quinn and Deadshot, I feel like the rest of those villains were not iconic villains, really. I mean, they, they're in the comics. Killer they're, Croc? Killer Croc's not that iconic. I mean... Killer Croc is a big deal. <sighs> he is 
the lowest of Batman's villains. <laughs> like, no. Oh, yes. Clayface. No, he's he's Clayface level. No. Yeah. No. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> what of about course. the no the the puppet dude? I can't remember the like the gangster <laughs> ventriloquist or ventriloquy doll or whatever it is. I don't know the villain. I just I remember a- seeing him in Arkham <laughs> games and like, hey, that's a thing in a case. Nobody's talking about it. It's so weird. Such a weird <laughs> villain to have. Right. Like that's what I'm that's that's your like D level. <laughs> I'll villain. agree. I'll agree. And I think that, Croc is higher than that. Croc is Croc's at least, a little higher. He's a C plus level villain. That's fine. That's I'll, fine. But he's not iconic. He's no Joker. That's all I'm saying. I, he's nobody's no Joker, Joker but he's Joker. No, Penguin and Two Face. Penguin, Two Face, and I mean, part of it's just the number of movies that have been made about these. These, yeah, and like, Batman's got the most the, movies. That's the, all it is. Part of it is the amount of public consciousness we have. Like Riddler, Joker, Penguin, Two Face are like Mister Freeze, Mister Freeze. They're like top level. Poison Ivy, Poison Catwoman. Ivy. Those yep. are like top level. And then you got everything below that is kind of really stepping down. Well, the ones yeah. that haven't been in movies. Exactly, and I mean, I don't. I'm not saying about power level or anything in the comics. I'm just saying, like, when you're talking about iconography, like, yeah, icons. like the people who are are visible, the most yeah. visible. And I don't think Killer Croc reaches that level. <sighs> if you're not a fan of the games or the cartoons, you don't even know who Killer Croc is until that movie. Is all I'm saying. I mean, the same could be said about. I mean. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> the same could maybe be said about Harley Quinn. Deadshot. Except, and Deadshot. Except, um, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Deadshot's just been a little more uh, Because he was an Arrow. Eye. Yeah, that's true. He was an Arrow. You got a, a version of Floyd Lawton in Arrow, and it's like, oh, well, everybody knows about Deadshot now because he was on Arrow. And now, like... It was an easy jump to put him into a movie and then put Will Smith in there. And it was like, well, I like Will Smith. I saw that Deadshot guy on Arrow. I guess it's a different character. Let me just go watch that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we're really getting anywhere. And then, this. Yeah. Um, we're just... We're just I just... I like Killer Croc as a as a Batman villain. I think he's, he's better than that, you know? <coughs> I think he's better than where you're putting him, is all I'm saying. I, I always just... Like I, the I calendar man. I don't think man. I can separate him... From the time, do you remember? It's one of my favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Did you see the one where they all talk about the time they almost got Batman? And it's just the whole, the whole thing. I don't thing. remember that one. Oh, it's an amazing episode. The whole, the whole episode is the villains sitting around a card table talking about the time they almost got the bat, <laughs> and each of them goes through a story from their perspective. About how they almost got the bat, and they all have you know the Joker has his intricate plot, the Penguin has his little intricate plot, and the Batman just barely escapes, you know. Yeah. And then um, it cuts to uh, Killer Croc sitting at the table, and he says, "One time, I saw the bat, and I got behind him, and I threw a rock at him." (laughs) And they all look at him, and then he says. It was a big rock, <laughs> and I can't. And I, the, I love it. It's 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 one of my favorite little like jokes on there. The funny thing is, it turns out at the end of the episode that Batman is in a Killer Croc costume, 
And so that was Batman making that joke. Oh, God. <laughs> so it was Batman making fun of Killer Croc in a Killer Croc costume. And then he unzips it and, like, rounds up all the villains. It's, it's just a really funny... <laughs> it's just a silly, funny little episode. But... That, I think, has soured my view of Killer Croc. I think I think of Killer Croc as that dumb guy who thinks that throwing a rock at Batman was the time you almost got him. Even though that wasn't Killer Croc. Even though Croc. it wasn't even Killer Croc. That's like my Clerks 2 argument. It is. It is. I'm not, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that's in my brain. But I think the fact that that joke can be made about Killer Croc, that he's like the idiot. He's just brawny. That's, the, that's I think, like the... The good villains, the good Batman villains are all psychological in some in some way or another. What about Bane? Depends on the version of Bane. That's true. But Bane in the comics broke the bat. Yeah, but he was also really intelligent, right? Yeah. He also like he he did a whole thing where he like let all the villains out of Arkham and like played with the bat for weeks before he like weakened him to the point where he could break his back. Like that's the croc doesn't do that. That's croc true. just throws rocks. No, Croc tries croc to eat it. Throws him. rocks. Croc <laughs> throws rocks. You almost joined me just because it's a good little saying. It you, was. You, it you, was. You, you were like Croc. No, I can't join in. I can't. I can't support this, <laughs> even though I really want to. So tired I am. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, did you ever play Arkham Asylum? Oh yeah. I mean that that is my that's like my my penultimate view of Killer Croc. Is that he is that kind of again, imposing, scary thing. He is. He's a scary thing, but again, it's just sort of like, he's just all brawn and yeah. all... And then, like, I think that bat, a good Batman villain has to have both. Or, no, I, I take that back. A good Batman villain, in general, to me... Has like, to have a good plan. Or an iconic one has to have a good plan. Because a lot of his villains actually aren't that physically threatening. <laughs> Uh, the Penguin, the Joker, the Riddler, none of the most iconic ones really are physically threatening. It's all, they all have a plan, and the Batman has to use his detective powers to fight it, more than just fighting a, a brawny whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, that's, that's, my, that's my view on what makes a good Batman villain. Okay. I, I mean, he's part of the tapestry. I, I fully respect him as part of the tapestry. I just don't think of him as like one of the most iconic. You know, the Calendar Man had a plan. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I know that if you play Arkham Asylum, do you know this? Yeah. That if you go down to Calendar Man in the basement, he has a different thing to say based on the actual date that you're playing the game. (laughs) Do you know know that? that? I didn't know that. It's amazing. I've only Um, ever seen his cell. Yeah, no, that's where it is. You go down to... Oh, at some point in the game, you capture him and put him back in the cell. Okay. Then once you've done that, you can go visit him. And he will give. He will say something different based on the actual date that it is. That's crazy. Like all year round. And then there's even ones that were like specific dates out in the future that are also things that they put in the game. So like there might even be Easter eggs that we can't even know yet because that date has to get here for the calendar man to say the thing. Oh wow, it's really cool. Okay, okay. That game is so good. That is a good game. That's a good game series. Oh, yeah. Have you played Arkham VR yet? I have not. I have it, and you're welcome to play it. There is a wonderful Croc fight in it. Okay, okay, okay. And, like, in VR, Croc in your face, man. Man, that's scary. I don't know if we're going to handle that. It's pretty scary. It's great. (laughs) All right, so uh, WobblyBoots85 on Twitter said, At MCU Cast, if you guys think Thanos is going to bring back Yondu to mess with Star-Lord, then we know Quicksilver will be back to devastate Wanda. I think that's true. That's true. I mean, Rocket said it himself. We all have dead people. Yeah. If we get if that if if that theory proves correct, which 
Is, that, is, that, is there something in comics that gives us a basis for that, him having the ability to bring people back to from the dead? Well... Like the soul stone, does it do that or something? Not like? really, but he is uh, he is infatuated with the personification of death. Yeah, that's true. I just don't know... And that, if, if he and like, Hela are hooking up, then yeah, it could be easily be a thing. Okay. I, I, I think it's an interesting theory, and uh, yeah, I like the theory. I just don't know that it has just, much basis. Well, the reality gem can just... You know, remake reality. So if he remakes reality to bring them onto his side, like bring them back and bring them to his side, like very easily mess with our heroes. Have that we way. seen the reality gym yet? It's the Aether. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it did not do any of that in the uh, movie that it was in. Did it? Didn't really remake reality. They didn't really peg it as an Infinity Stone. That's true. Until the end, and they didn't really like it. It didn't do anything. It just stayed inside Natalie Portman until it didn't. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Nathan continues. More wobbly boots. We have a lot from wobbly boots. Wobbly boots eighty five says that MCU cast referring to the Spider Man trailer in three D looking like crap. You said, and I will say, there's a chance the effects aren't finished yet. Yeah, that is true. I'm hoping. I think that's probably true. I'm hoping that the effects are just not quite there I yet. I think the effects definitely aren't finished yet. I remember when the Civil War trailer came out where they actually showed Spider-Man, and uh, everyone's like, ah, the spider suit looks too cartoony. Um, and, and they came out like, yeah, that's unfinished CGI. It's the best we got right now, but it's not done. I actually do think... That was just him wearing the suit. When, when that first came out, that was just him wearing the suit. There was no really? CGI on it. I don't know. I mean, the obviously, the, the lenses... Were CGI. Well, in the big flip beforehand. The, I mean, the... Probably was, see, it was CGI. I don't know. I really don't know. It, I still, I'm not even sure if it's the suit or if it's the CGI. I do think the suit looks a little cartoony sometimes. It like, looks too smooth or something. And I still think that. It's a little Star Trek, When I watch man. the movie. It's Star Trek. Sure, sure. And Star Trek does look a little CGI. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Just a little bit. You know, there's a uh, there's a great behind the scenes on the Avengers, like the first Avengers movie. Um, there's a great behind the scenes where you see Tony Stark standing in Iron Man costume with like the face mask up, and he just looks so absolutely ridiculous with that up like that because it just <laughs> does not look great at all. And it made me realize how much goes into his his um, his whole getup to make it look realistic and and look like it fits yeah for sure <clears throat> like his whole outfit his whole costumes just there's a bunch to it absolutely <clears throat> so uh, want to hit the voicemail from wobbly boots yeah we have a voicemail from wobbly boots um he actually sent in a a bunch of of of, of tweets as well saying the same thing cumulatively so i i, str- I, I didn't include all these tweets because uh he says it all here in his voicemail so i like that google calls it probably boots <laughs> the google voice to text says probably boots uh you should change your name to probably boots 85 uh no just kidding i really like wobbly boots 85 hello guys this is nathan wobbly boots 85 on twitter want to start out by saying love the show love you guys i just have one small minor critique i just want you guys to please please Stop taking every opportunity for a dig, a swipe, a jab, whatever, at the DCEU. We get it. 
You guys hate it. That's fine. It's not for you. But that doesn't mean you need to take every little minute opportunity to take a dig or a swipe or try to kick them. So I'm saying, I love both sides of the aisle. And the only reason why there's this BS back and forth quote-unquote war is because of people doing, in my opinion, dumb things like that. Other than that, I love the show, guys. And that is, uh, that's all I need. All right, keep up the good work. Thank you, Wobbly Boots. Thanks, Nathan. Um, yeah, so I thought we should just talk about this because we, we often uh, we get feedback like this sometimes, and I totally get it. Um, I might call it <clears throat> frequently. And let, let's just discuss what we actually, because I think there's three distinct things that we do about when we're talking about DC, the DCEU. It is true that. For the most part, we haven't liked much of what DC's done. And that goes for the movies and CW shows. And I don't really mean to take that back. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to, and it's, they're so related. It's so hard to discuss Marvel without ever discussing DC. And I don't want to, like, hide the fact that I don't enjoy a lot of the DC movies. You know, I think they've made big mistakes. I think they've really focused on the wrong things. I have big problems with it. And I don't want to not be able to say that. I think that's part of this process of talking about movies. And if something's negative, you should be able to talk about it. And I, I feel the same way. I, I think Wonder Woman was great. Had a lot of really great things happening with it. And, and, I, and I, we talked about it tonight. I, I really have mostly positive things to say about that movie. Um, but there's two other things that we do, which are less... Uh, less defensible, I guess. Professional? Less professional? I'll say defensible. But okay. Less defensible. All right, all right. Um, we do take jabs sometimes. Yeah. That's because I'm a we troll. Both, we both take... No, no, I'm talking... It's mostly me. No, no, I'm talking about jabs as in jokes. Like, we, we both do this. And when we just... We do mean it, but it's more like just an opportunistic joke. And I think... And sometimes they're funny. And if they're funny, sometimes I go for it. And maybe I should... Calm down on that. <laughs> the third thing that we do is something you do. <laughs> and <laughs> like there's this spectrum of things that we could do, and it's mostly me on one side yeah. and mostly you on the other. We we talk we blend in in the we, middle. When we talk about we talk about what we don't like about a DC movie. I think that's fair game. I'm not gonna stop that. I can't even like I don't even really want to talk about stopping that because if I don't like it, and, and I do care about it, that's the thing. It's like it's not like these things are things I don't want to be good. I love comic stuff, and I, and I, I grew up much more a Batman and Superman fan than I was a Marvel fan. Mostly because of the animated series. Right, exactly. Exactly. I love the animated series, and so I want these movies to be great. And as a fan of both, I watch all of it when it comes out, and when I see disappointing things on the screen i'm not going to not talk about it uh because i think i just think they're so related it's hard you can't talk about marvel uh have a marvel podcast and not like touch on what the distinguished competition's doing i mean <laughs> even, even that, that phrase even stan lee couldn't he was always talking about the distinguished competition um and and, and i mean w- but the other stuff we we probably could back off a little bit and understand that some of the stuff were just joking because it was an easy joke. 
But what about you? What about your trolling? This is this, maybe this is an intervention. Are Jeff. we here to talk about my trolling? Are we? Are we? Is this an intervention for your trolling? I think it might be. Uh, is it? I think, I think you have to have be. more than just one person to, think, talk, to have an intervention. No, no, no. I'm, I'm intervening. You're uh, intervening by me yourself. And, me and Nathan. <laughs> All right, wobbly boots. <laughs> so when you're trolling, <laughs> listen what here. Are, what are probably you? Probably boots. Because sometimes I do think you cross the line of like, oh yeah, making a joke and then actually trying to like really push it in you know really like make it stick to the dc and really yeah, yeah. I, I i'll stab and i'll twist the knife and the, the twisting the knife is the trolling part right the quick jabs are decidedly immature i'll say that they're, they're <laughs> immature they're immature but sometimes they're fun <laughs> like sometimes you just come up with a good joke like sometimes there's wordplay involved or like oh this hero rhymes with this and that's just a funny joke and i'm gonna go for it um and I don't want to. I don't want to restrict us from doing that. <laughs> don't take my puns from me, Matthew. I know, right? You I don't can't. Wanna, puns are the highest form of humor. Everybody knows that, <laughs> and it's it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't. I don't want to take that away. But I also, we probably should try not to troll. I've been trying really hard not to lately. Yeah. I think you have gotten better. I keep mentioning that like we need to stop talking about this. <laughs> yeah, your form of not trolling is like, let's not talk about DC anymore because I can't help it. <laughs> um, which, which I that, mean, to I that can, in itself, I've, that was a little bit of a joke on DC's expense. Um, but I don't mind that kind of joke. I don't know. But I'd, I'd actually love to hear other people's feedback on this because I do think those are three distinct things that we do. We talk about DC, and if something we don't like, we talk about what we don't like. We jab at DC, make little jokes because, to be honest, we are we are at this point Marvel fanboys and on like we're 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 kind of Team Marvel, but we're not taking it that seriously. I don't, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. I think I think that might be the difference. I think, I'm like, only slightly more serious about it than you. I think and I, it's it's mostly because we have such good friends at, at the DC on screencast. Like I hope that they're listening most of the time when I when I stab and twist the knife, it's like, ah, it's for you. Yeah. And then and also Charles, Charles McFall, since he's a, a big DC or well, he's a DC on screen follower. Right. So you're <laughs> you're considering it just kind of jabbing at specific friends. Yeah, and but not maybe not the remembering audience. that like there are thousands of people every week. <laughs> Also watching me punch them in the dick. By the way, (laughs) they don't all have dicks. Um, By the way, (laughs) I mean those three friends. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I got you. They also don't all have dicks. Um, (laughs) Shots fired. So that was less. That was less mature. That was more my territory. Hey, you said shots fired. I didn't say it was a negative thing. Okay, that was that was that was chauvinist of you. Um, (laughs) I'm sure that those men would think that you saying they don't all have dicks is probably negative matthew i don't know i could uh yeah i don't know about that yeah <laughs> i think they're they're feminist enough to say you know maybe well, i wish maybe they say i wish um <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's move on uh so i am sorry for twisting the knife as much as i do i'll i'll try to remember that there are other people listening uh that's mostly my bad We'll, we'll we'll try we'll, we we always try honestly we just try to avoid the topic most of the time uh, because but, talking about DC is not what we're supposed to be doing but but it's hard to it's, have the conversation about the comic related stuff without going into also DC because yeah. like 
I mean, we're the MCU cast, but we also tar- talk about the, mo- the the God, the Fox Marvel stuff. I'm going to call it Mox. Well, yeah, and that, that, and we talk about any time we talk about time travel, like inevitably, uh, you know. Back to the Future is going to come up, or Doctor Who, or like we talk about all kinds of nerd See, content. I thought you were going to say like a, a Flashpoint paradox kind of thing. <laughs> well, no, 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 or like, a Crisis. Th- we 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 have also talked about Crisis, uh, the Crisis stuff in DC when talking about rebooting Marvel. It's just these things are so related that it's it's hard to completely separate them, and it's also really hard not to compare them. They're like, and I don't. They're like love and marriage. You guys, let us know. Those of you who think we troll too much. You let us know which of those three things you mind. Watch next week. It's going to be like, all right, it's official. We troll too much. Do you mind us trolling? Do you mind us making small jokes? Or do you do you actually mind us talking about DC, period, because we don't like it? Because I'm interested. I'm interested if people are like, I don't even want to hear your negative opinion. Like Because that's, that's a way more I mean, conservative the, view of it than I would have. Like, the I would be same like, thing could have been said about DC on screen whenever they first got started. They were talking about everything <laughs> that they hated. That Well, they were covering uh, some pretty shitty things leading up to covering the new stuff, which... Uh, so yeah, they 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 had they they got they got accused of being trolls. They still do. If they say a small negative thing, I was talking to Dave. He's like, yeah. If we say if we get negative, people really respond. And I think it's people are being protective because those of us who love DC want it to be good. And there's a certain segment of us that are uh, that that like what they're doing. That's not me, uh, but there's a certain segment of them that like it, and they're protective of that. They're like. I want them to keep doing what they're doing, and I get that they'd be offended by me saying they should be more like Marvel, but I genuinely think Marvel's making better movies. Um, And I don't even want them to be like Marvel. I actually want them to be completely different. I want DC to be doing DC in in a DC way. Um, I don't want them to just copy what Marvel's doing. I want them to, like, have their, like... Uh, have their deeper thoughts, have their icons, have all that. I just want them to make some of the movies make me care about the characters. Is really all I'm lacking from the DC <laughs> stuff. I just I find myself not caring about any of those characters. I care about Wonder Woman. And I'm very excited about that fact. Can't wait to see Justice League, even if just for Wonder Woman. I'm really sad about their upcoming stuff because like they're they're uh, the director for the Flash has dropped out. That's true. So they're scrambling to find another <clears throat> Flash director to get that movie out next year. And... Had to be the Flash to make that. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, that's rough. They, I really like they, the Flash series. And like, I think... <sighs> I'm really excited that season three is on Netflix now because I like didn't catch up in time to oh, catch the first one on on Hulu. So now I'm watching the entire third season now. Is season two the most recent? Yeah, the one with Savitar. Oh, crap. I, that's great, because I, I got halfway through that season, then I fell off because of whatever we were doing with the cast, and I just never got a chance to catch up. Yeah, it's on Netflix now, so awesome. go watch I'm it. I'm going to, and I, I bet Arrow and Supergirl and all that's up there, too. They are. Uh, DC, uh, sorry, Legends of Tomorrow is on there. Uh, awesome. Season two. Supergirl's up. Um, that gives me something to watch while I ride on my elliptical machine. Yep, yep. I try because and this is this is going to again sound like I'm bashing because those shows are a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. I try not to watch them unless I'm exercising because <laughs> it's like 
like other shows, I'll, I'll allow myself. I'm going to sit down and enjoy this hour of Better Call Saul or The Leftovers or like this re- these really well made television shows. Um, Not to so, say that those shows aren't well made. No, no, no. That's definitely what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and again, I'm. It's like it, it's hard not to. Um, but no, no. That's that's see that's that to me is a small joke. But because they're they're a bit of a guilty pleasure for me, I, I always try to. Uh, just only watch them if I'm riding the elliptical or the exercise bike. <clears throat> That's fair. I I really like the Flash. I genuinely really like the Flash, um, especially Grant Gustin as as Barry Allen. That's, I do like Grant. That's Gustin a, lot a lot of fun for me. Um, when it got to the point to where like the invasion four part crossover was happening, I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap! I remember when this was happening. Like my newsfeed was blowing up. And I was deleting a lot of emails because most of them were DC-related and, and related to these <laughs> shows, uh, and I don't need those for our podcast. So, like, I remember seeing that this was a big thing, and, like, it starts happening on uh, on this episode, and I'm just like, crap, I haven't caught up on anything else. I gotta go watch literally everything else now and stop. I wasn't, I was less mad that I had to watch a show that I didn't like as much, but I was I was more mad that I had to stop watching the show that I did like. Yeah. <laughs> but I still want to, like, I want to catch the crossover as it's supposed to happen, so I have to watch all these other shows first. Yeah, totally. I am way behind on Supergirl. I never got into that one. So I just decided, I almost did what you're talking about and, like, went back and watched all of Supergirl before that crossover happened, and I just didn't. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just... Gonna trust that I kind of get what's going on with Supergirl. <laughs> I'm ashamed of you for that. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm normally such a completist. I guess. Anyway. I guess it's sexism. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. God. Now we're gonna get blamed for being sexist. <clears throat> so don't worry. We scared all those people away a long time ago. No, just, we didn't. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> if you look at our download numbers on on Blog Talk, like oh, yeah. most of our audience is female. That's true. That's true. Yeah, which always it does surprise me sometimes. So thanks for listening, ladies. <laughs> ladies, did you wink at them? Did you seriously do the wink click at them? Uh, no. You did. Ashley on Twitter says. God. Adam no, that's my thing. You can't take you, my thing. Do you think Scarlet Witch? Well, you're you're not moving on. You're not getting me out of trouble by moving on. So I've got to move on for us. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and get in trouble if you don't move on. Go ahead. So Ashley dropped this really great picture on us on on Twitter of her Funko Pop Ladies Club. I see two Harley Quinns, a Wonder Woman, a Psylocke, and a Jessica Jones, and then a Jessica Jones mug, and this really pretty plant i can't figure out what it is but it's a desk plant poison ivy probably made it <laughs> yes little funko poison ivy's probably back there somewhere. little funko poison ivy's probably in there but uh and then the the conch shell in there like i really like it that's a great desk setup is mine good. is far more chaotic because <laughs> i've got like i've got the patches from the collector core lined up in front of my monitor i've got the dorbs from the collector core all in the same area I've got the lanyard with the pins in it. Um, up on top of my shelves, I've got Captain America and Iron Man fighting from when the Civil War one came out. And then, like, surrounding them, I've got Doctor Strange, Astral Form, Rocket with Groot on top of his head, Thor from the first Avengers movie. All of them are sitting around watching the fight happen. And then, like, somewhere else, I've got some, uh, some Star Wars ones. Um, I've got three, actually. 
And then somewhere else, I've got another Thor one from Avengers 2, and I'm like, I don't know where to put this one, because it's another Thor one, and I've already got a Thor one out. It would look weird if I had so many Thor ones, but it's going to sit next to my Thor Hmm. Pez dispenser. Remind me before you leave, I've got a Star Wars Smuggler's Bounty box in there. It's like a it's like the Marvel boxes kind of. Yeah. But I don't like really care about Star Wars too much. Okay. But definitely not enough to hold the have the toys. You can have it. Yay. I like toys. I, I'm a I'll kid look at, at it heart. and see if there's anything interesting in there for me, but I don't think there is. Okay. <laughs> I'm done with that. <clears throat> Ashley also said, Do you think Scarlet Witch will even be able to use her power against Thanos? If her power came from the Mind Stone in the MCU? it's a good question. It is. I think it'll be weird if she doesn't, and it'll be... Uh, I think it'll be understandable if she doesn't. Like, he says, you think you have this power, girl? I invented this power, or whatever. Like, this is my power to wield, and you cannot use it against me. Like, that would be really scary. It would also show off the, the power that he has to wield, because she is so strong. Well, yeah, you know, though... And if he just shuts her down... You know who else's power comes from the Mind Stone? Hush! Don't you do that to Vision. No, I'm saying, his power comes from the Mind Stone, and you saw what she did to him. That's true. So I think it may be that she can't use her power, or maybe she even has more power, because maybe that yellow power can't be used against her, if that makes sense. Like, in the same way that... When the vision tried to stop her, she was like, bam. Just locked him down. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's possible that maybe she has the upper hand instead of the opposite. That's true. That's true. That may be a thing. But there also might be... It could flip the other way in that, you know, just the one stone she's more powerful than or has control over. But when you put all the stones together... Then you've got a problem that oh, yeah. she can't deal with. Well, maybe she just has resistance to that one, or maybe the fact that she's birthed of an infinity stone will help her in a lot of ways. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm looking forward to finding out. Probably the Russo brothers. <laughs> I'm sure they know a lot. Yeah, I meant to say earlier, the Russo brothers did such a great job with with Civil War, and honestly with with, with uh, the Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier as well. And in Civil War, but particularly using all those characters. And Jeffrey James earlier was mentioning about, you know, how worrying about Infinity War. And I think I'm just not worried. I trust the Russos. I think they know how to tell a story. They knew that you only needed to give Ant Man like three lines in Civil War. <laughs> you know, like they know you don't, you don't need a big full arc for Ant Man. You just need like. But he did have a big arc. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right, so Randy said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, kids are going to see Homecoming because of actors from Nick and Disney. That is probably true. It is. Zendaya. <clears throat> like, the whole, uh, there was a special done on on Disney XD recently um, that was like a, just a Spider-Man Homecoming special that was like 15 to 20 minutes long. It had a really, uh, really big set of, of stuff going on in it and things that could potentially be spoilers, so much so that I did not share it. Uh, and haven't told you about it. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, it was all kind of a a Zendaya day. They call it Zendaya because day is in her name. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> it was it was all a big thing for Zendaya. And I'm assuming that kids are just going to be like, "Yes, I want to see Spider-Man Zendaya's in that movie." And then they'll be like, "Oh crap." All of this other stuff is connected to Iron Man. I liked Iron Man. Holy crap. And then, you know, yeah, continuing no, I, on that. I definitely think that's true. 
and I think that um, I think they're, they're they're playing it really smart with like brings and die in because they are going to capture some people they don't have otherwise. That younger and demographic that we th- talked about. This younger demographic is going to come in watching these movies. They, these movies have been some of these ten year olds were born when Iron Man was coming out. You know, they've yeah. never known a world without without Iron Man. Uh, it's just it's so so strange. Um, did you see uh, uh, Tom Holland's uh, lip sync battle? I saw his part, and it was hilarious. It's so great. <laughs> he does it's, such a good job. It's so hilarious. He, he does a full-on uh, lady dance. I, what, what, I, don't, I don't even remember what song he's doing. I don't remember either. Uh, but. Oh, Umbrella. Yeah. Umbrella. Duh. So he's doing he's doing umbrella in little tight shorts and like a bustier, <laughs> and like he just does awesome. The dance is great, but still, he kind of still feels like Spider Man though. Like when he's doing some of those flips and stuff in there. Yep, yep. He really has. He still has. A, he said he has such a Spider Man body frame. He does actually. Yeah. Um, he had an interview with uh, it was him and Robert Downey Jr. that were on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. On Fallon, I watched that and. Like, just him being there is just like, is that Peter Parker out of the comic book pages? Yeah, except British. Except British? Like, did <laughs> is, did Peter Parker take on a British accent to come out of the comic book pages for me? Oh, yeah, and Wobbly like, Boots said the same thing here. He said, Tom Holland is so perfect for the role of Spider-Man. Even when he's being himself, he gives off a Peter Parker Spider-Man vibe. Yeah, yeah. That was, I had shared that video uh, of him on Fallon saying, like, this movie comes out in a month and I am in love with this kid. Like, this kid is amazing. He's going to drive the MCU forward. And like RDJ even said, this is the new blood, everybody. Get used to it. Yeah. Just talking about his, his whole attitude, I guess. Uh, so let's, let's move on, I guess, uh, to the next one. Roger said to us on our blog, Everyone keeps saying Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is slowing down and will not hit 1 billion. I just don't see that data. On May 28th, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has surpassed 1 both domestically and worldwide. Even on day 28, this, the daily box office is still more than 1. Sorry, more than 1 being Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, uh, for the majority of the days. If the daily run continues as the first one did, and there is nothing to show that it is not, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will hit 400 million domestically in its run, and 1 billion worldwide. I, I, I hope that that's true, that would be really cool, but I just don't see that happening. With Wonder Woman being as good as it is, and all of these other great movies being out... I just I think that they cut the legs out from under Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, and Guardians not being <coughs> as well received critically as the first one was. Yeah, Even, I haven't heard a fan say. And most of the fans I've talked to me like it's as good as the first, but there have been a lot of critics. I feel like mostly the critical response is it didn't blaze any new ground, which yeah, I don't even know if that's true. It was only partial. Like if you if you had to put it into a percentage. It would be like Guardians 1 was a 95% amazing, you know, with a couple of flaws, whatever. And Guardians 2 is at like a 90% amazing, where they didn't blaze any new ground. They did some of the same jokes over again, but it was still a really good movie. Just a good movie in a different way. And that the difference between the two of them, with it being, you know, however different it was, 
is what caused the 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 slowdown, I guess, as far as as dollars, because there is a there is a large audience of people that. Uh, they listen to the re- or they they check out the reviews. They check out the Rotten Tomatoes score before they make any kind of a move on the box office, and like th- us, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the critics say. It doesn't matter what Rotten Tomatoes says. We're gonna go see it. We're probably gonna go see it two or three times. Yep. And <laughs> we're not the ones that that are driving most of the money for that because we're a smaller demographic. What what they want is. They want the big audience. They want the general populace, the people who are just going to read the reviews and then go. And I just don't think that that's going to happen because the reviews were just so slightly smaller, so slightly worse. Making it to one billion is tough, but it's possible. It's possible. They're 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 within striking range. They've got two hundred million left to make. Yeah, just under two hundred million left to make, which is going to be tough being out as long as it has been out. Yeah, but I just I just keep looking at. The Guardians won numbers and how long it was out and how many times people went back to see it. Um, and that does make me think it's possible, but it is it is unlikely at this point. Well, I think with Guardians 1, it was because it was such an unknown, unheard of property yeah. to get uh, well, the kind of critical appraise that it got. Or the critical praise, not upraise. Everyone will disagree with me about this. Uh, I like all three Matrix movies. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, that's the wrong opinion. <laughs> they're they're all three good, Mm-mm. but the first one is revolutionary. Yeah, the first one is like we've never seen this before. You know, like this yeah. is insane. This kind of fighting, this kind of uh, special it's, effects, yeah, like, this effect, everything is so new. Um, it's and the then, novelty of it. I think that the third, second, and third ones are great too. I really do, but there's there's much less novelty, and so I think that I think that's part of why they get so panned. Um, and I think that you have you're running into the same thing with uh with these guys. That's what I was saying with Guardians too. Like from the beginning, it was it was not going to be as well received because it it's not as novel. If they're doing, I mean, if they're they're doing a Guardians movie. You know, with the same feel as the first one. Yeah, it's you gonna want, be. You don't like, want them to change the feel completely. We we all love the first one. We want right, to be right. like the first one because it was so unheard of and unknown. And like, oh my god, I'm in love with a talking raccoon and a talking tree. Yeah, like everybody went for that over and over again because it was so new, so novel, and that novelty is gone in the second one. Yeah. Now they just have to tell a really good story, and I still think they did that. I still Me t- too. think they told think a really very amazing story. But I, but I, but I understand why it wouldn't do as well. Yeah. Well, guys, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or brand new chance, you can support us at patreon.com slash mcucast. Um, we have a lot of uh, a lot of you guys have already been over there, Shit. already pledged support. And uh, yeah, they have, and I have not done any of the videos that I said that I was going to do yet. I'm sorry. You still need to do these videos, Jeff. I gotta go. I do. I gotta go lift. That's all it is. Go lift. I'm uh, I'm working from home tomorrow, so I think I'm going to take that opportunity to go lift. Yeah, do it, man. Um, well, uh, we're, we're, we're again, patreon.com slash MCUcast. Uh, there's some cool uh, things you get. First thing you get is uh, ad-free access. Earliest and ad-free access to our to our episodes. Addest-freest. Uh, so if you go check that out, it's cool. 
Um, you can pledge literally like, you know, 25 cents if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but but there's, a, there's a few cool things you can do if you pledge a little more. Anybody um, that's a patron, whenever you, uh, whenever you join up, let us know what you want me to do as far as a lift, and I will do one rep for each letter in your name. Yes, so anyone with long names, please go support for a dime an episode. Oh, God. Um, just to make Jeff do this. I think, shouldn't you have to do it every week, though? Like... <laughs> just do the like the just patron every, workout. Yeah, do the pa- patron workout. I think it's not a bad idea. It's a dangerous idea because if we get too many, <laughs> like we need to cap out about twenty people on there. Nah, if that's the thing. You guys just keep keep pushing Jeff by joining patron Patreon. Uh, anyway, patreon.com slash mcucast. We'll say it again. Yeah, like, thank you so much. Uh, for those of you who's already who've already subscribed over there, thank you, thank you. Um, so uh, also, you can call us and leave a voicemail at five seven three cast MCU. That's five seven three cast MCU, and we can play your voicemail on the next cast we do uh, tomorrow. We're going to be dropping our second part of the state of the MCU. We're going to be talking mostly about TV and kind of kind of how they all relate together and where the universe is going as a whole. Um, Spoiler so. alert: We're kind of dis- disappointed. <laughs> Oh, with the connection connectivity. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, well, uh, we, we it won't be a downer though. We're going to talk a lot about what we're excited about. So, yep, check it out tomorrow. Thank you so much. Peace. Until next time, true believers.